What's up, everybody? Welcome to OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. So today I've got a very special guest with me. He's one of my closest friends. His name is Jason Neely. How you doing, bud? You know what? I'm just happy to be here, happy to talk some sports. I'm pretty honored to be on OT Takes, you know, right before it blows up. That's right. (laughs) So I'm really excited for today. Uh, We had to get creative for today's episode because there's not much going on. We already talked about the draft and uh, the last dance on the last couple episodes. But, you know, the NCAA has been talking about, you know, giving some college players some money. So what do you think about that, Jason? You know what? First and foremost, I'd just like to put it out there. You know, I'm a little bit of a classic guy. I don't know how much I agree with paying athletes, but I think the one thing we can all get behind is the possible return of NCAA sports video games. Yes, no doubt. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it's just something that has to be mentioned. And also, it's my understanding that the schools aren't paying them directly. Is that right? That's from what I've read and gathered. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing as well. You know, I think it could be interesting to see... I don't know. We're Arkansas fans. We could see Rakeem Boyd going out and do a post-game interview in, in like a Whataburger shirt, talking about how much he loves it. I don't know. Yeah, see, I just, I don't, I, I agree with you that I don't think schools should pay their athletes, but I don't think there's anything wrong with letting guys, you know, make some money off their own name. You know, I mean, it, it is their name, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, as a coach, I could see it creating Kind of an odd dynamic in the locker room because you see, I mean, you're a role guy. You see, you know, a star player getting paid more in endorsements. It can create an interesting dynamic there. But I definitely think that we can both agree that it shouldn't be schools paying directly because then recruiting just turns into more of a bidding war than it already is. Yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, that's right on the nose. I just, you know, the NBA G League, I don't know if you've heard about what all they're doing, but they've really forced the NCAA's hand. Which is good, though. You know, I think that you know college basketball, especially, is going to have to do something just to keep these guys coming back and not skipping to go st- straight to the G League. So it's definitely an interesting dynamic, and I'm excited to kind of see how it unfolds. It really sucks that I retired right before this whole thing happened, man. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that you would have just racked in the dough. That's from right, Anderson man. State. You yeah. know it. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, you and I can both agree, we'd be down for whatever college basketball can do to change and stay competitive with other professional leagues rumored to be on the rise and whatnot. And, I mean, hey, there's nothing we love more than some good college hoops. That's right. No doubt. So, now, we're going to get into our game. I'm so excited. So, we're about to play a game called Superstar Tinder. <laughs> And so basically the idea of the game is Jason has compiled a list of both current athletes and old athletes, and he's going to get name them, and then we're going to discuss whether or not we'd swipe right on them for four to five years or swipe left and be like, no, I don't really want to build a team around this guy. So I think up first we're doing current MLB players. So let's let's – Let's go through one at a time, and we'll talk about each one. I got you. Sounds good. Let's hop right in. All right. First and foremost, Aaron Judge. Yeah, I'd, I'd swipe right on that one. He's, it's hard. That's really weird to say. Golly. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, wait. I, I just got to clarify real quick. Tinder, swipe right, we're keeping, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, just, that is just correct. Just making sure. Just making S- sure. Swipe right for yes, swipe left for no. Yeah, I've been lonely for a long time, and I haven't, haven't, 
haven't stuck them to the dating apps yet. So yeah, just making <laughs> sure. All right. So Aaron Judge, you really you, you're swiping right. Yeah. Uh, too much power and too good of a defender to not. I don't think. That's fair. That's so fair. So w- what are you thinking? You know, I, I'll swipe right too. You know, he does strike out a lot, but hey, the game's changing. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah. You kind of just got to roll with it. Absolutely. He's a guy that can produce a lot of runs, as you and I both know. But here's a good one. Shohei Otani. I don't like Shohei Otani as much as other people. But I don't know if you heard what CC uh, Sabathia said the other day. But he came out and was like, he said Shohei Otani's the most talented baseball player he's ever seen. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and so, and that's like, you know, he plays with Mike Trout, so obviously CeCe Sabathia's seen him too. So, and that, and just knowing that he can, he's not only going to hit for you every day in the AL, but he's going to pitch for you as well, I think that you kind of got to swipe right. Then he, he throws 100. <laughs> that's, I, I'm, I'm swiping right as well, you know. I also just think he's kind of symbolic of a change in the game that we could see. I mean, you know, guys aren't guys aren't Babe Ruth in it anymore. They're not. They're just don't on the weekend and hitting every day <laughs> like he is. So, Yeah, it's definitely something different. I think it's good, though. It wouldn't surprise me if you maybe saw a little bit more of it. I don't think we'll see too, too much of it, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about our guy Manny Machado? No, I would not build a team around him. Absolutely. He's, he's a power hitter, but not, you know, Aaron Judge kind of guy going to hit, you know, 50 home runs. I think he's more of a 30 home run kind of guy. He's a great defender, but I just don't like his his bad enough to be like, yeah, he's going to be my my main centerpiece. And I think that you can even see that in San Diego. Like their main guy, I think, is going to wind up being uh, Tatis, not not Machado. Absolutely, I I've got a swipe left as well. You know, it's a changing game. A guy's glove isn't enough to make me build a team around him for four or five years. Yeah. All right, here's a good one, Yadi Molina. Now, no. Uh, ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's old. Obviously, you know he's one of the best defensive catchers ever. Uh, he's solid with the bat in his hand. But now, just given his age, you know he may not even be playing. You know, in four or five years, which is kind of sad to see. But at the same time, you know he's definitely you know, an older guy, and I just don't like the idea of building the team around somebody who's. I don't know. Is he what thirty five, thirty six? He's old. He's yeah. He's ancient when it comes to pro sports. But I, I don't know. It would really depend on the situation for me. Ultimately, I think I'll swipe left. But I could see some pluses to having a leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, d- definitely. Yeah. When it comes to attitudes, this guy's one of my favorites, Marcus Stroman. Yes, I love Marcus Stroman. Absolutely. He's. I think he's definitely an ace. Um, and I just love the swagger that he brings. I think stuff like that is definitely you know, infectious in a clubhouse. And you know, he's that and he's he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that guy fills his zone up every start. That's for sure. Yeah, he's what, you're going to be what the I guess um Syndergaard's hurt, so I guess he he was going to be the two this year for the Mets. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, he's good. He's he can throw it. Jeez, what about that staff the Mets are building? It's just Yeah, I'm more concerned, like obviously, like they can throw. Um, you know, they got Diaz in the bullpen to close things out. But outside of of, of uh, Edwin Diaz, I don't know if they have too too much outside of him in their bullpen. And with the way that you know the game is now, you know, starters are only going six, and then you know it's your bullpen for the last three. Yeah, for so sure. I'm just kind of concerned about their bullpen, and I'd say that you know outside of Pete Alonso, I don't really know how many other guys they've got. You know, that can really hit. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good point as well. And I, yeah, now that I think about it, I don't really know many names in their lineup that stand out to me. But I mean, hey, moving on, Clayton Kershaw. Man, oh man, he's how old is he now? I don't know how old he is. I, know I he's will older. say he's old, <laughs> but. <laughs> I know he didn't throw 95 anymore. <laughs> yeah, that is that's for sure. And obviously, you know the guy. The guy is always criticized for his ability to perform in the postseason. And uh, checking with the research department here, Clayton Kershaw is 32 years old. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll swipe right on him then. You know, he I know obviously you know the postseason struggles are, you know, obviously a glaring issue. But at the same time. It's you can't ignore how dominant he's been since he showed up in the league, and so yeah, I'll, I'll swipe right on him. Absolutely, I, I'm with you there. He he is aging, but he's I mean he's still one of the best to lace him up on the mound in the league now. But yeah, and plus kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Molina, leader in the clubhouse. The guy's been in the league a long time. He knows how to get guys out. Definitely, so. definitely. All right, you know I'm a little biased on this one, but my guy Bryce Harper. I'll I'll let you go first on this one because I I really need to think about him whether or not. <laughs> you know the guy the guy drives in runs. I mean runners in scoring position. I mean Harper is a clutch hitter, man. There's no denying that. He gets criticized for being a douche a lot, but you know I mean I, I'm not here to point fingers at that. I I can I can dig a guy who's who's all who's kind of out there, but. Yeah, it's it's an obvious swipe right for me. He's it's just knowing how like how his production's dropped since twenty fifteen. But then again, like he was so good twenty in twenty fifteen, I don't really know how you repeat that unless your your name's Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. And he's he's an okay defender. I wouldn't say you know, he's obviously not, you know, a gold glove guy. Oh man. Yeah, I'll I'll swipe right on him. What they're barely. trying to build over there in Philadelphia. Oh, they're Dude, if McCutcheon hadn't gotten hurt last year, they, cause like he he got hurt and then they didn't really have anybody who could lead off for him, and that was kind of all she wrote for them. And I, look, they're like you said, they're building something really special out there, and mm-hmm. they'll they're gonna be really good. So, oh yeah, what about Blake Snell? Oh, man, that one's tough. Um, no, I don't think he's as dominant as other lefties in the game, like 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 a Chris Sale or a Clayton Kershaw or got, and guys like that. I mean, obviously, you know, he's a great pitcher, and I'd, I'd love to have him on my staff. But I don't know if I would necessarily want him as my ace on my staff. Yep, that's a fair point. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on that as well. I yeah, I think that what he's done in Tampa so far has been good. Did he had the Cy Young season recently, or am I or am I tripping? He may have. I think you're tripping, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. So I will. Either way, moving on. Hey, here, here's what you guys should do. If you know whether or not Blake Snell had a silent season, you should follow Jason and I on Twitter, and you should be like, "Hey, he did or did?" You, you, you can tell us, like, "Hey, you know, he 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 had, he didn't have one, or maybe he did." Just let us know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always down to get called out for trying to sound smarter than I am. <laughs> but hey, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yes, I love Vlad Guerrero Jr. He is obviously the pop is there. He's disciplined as a hitter as well. I mean, I think that you know people were kind of expecting him to show up in his first year and just go crazy. But the jump from AAA to yeah, yeah, from from AAA to the majors is just. 
I think it's bigger than what people think. And so I think he hit like 270 last year. You know, I, I I fully expect him to hit over 300 with at least 30 home runs, prob- probably more. So I and he's improving defensively, but you know, it's not like he's playing shortstop and I need a, a Gold Glover over there. Like he's playing third. I guess he could play first base if I needed him to later on in his career. So yeah, I'm definitely swiping right on Vlad Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh yeah, and I mean just another thing, I. I'm definitely swiping right as well. I honestly think that he could be every bit the hitter that his dad was so well known. Oh, definitely. I think he could be better just because you know his dad swung at everything. You know, yeah. you, you got him hitting the ball that bounces, and you know, Junior is just much more disciplined at the plate, and that's part of the reason why, why I like him so much. Because most power hitters, you know, now are striking out a hundred times, and I don't think he, I don't think he, that's going to be the story of his career. Absolutely, absolutely. Now. I mean, you already know what I'm going to say. I'm definitely got the Razorback bias for including <laughs> this name, but one of my favorite players in the league right now, Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, he is He's good. No no doubt about that. It's just this is hard. Just cuz like obviously like being, you know, from Arkansas and loving the Razorbacks, like I want to say yes, but at the same time, production was down last year. With the where the game's going, uh, he's not going to hit forty home runs in a season. You know, he's going to hit like you know three three hundred between. He's going to hit between two ninety and three ten. Hit like twenty home runs, and it's not like he's going to go out and steal you know thirty bags for me. And it's just so because of that, I'm, it, this pains me. But I'm, I'm gonna have to swipe left just because he just doesn't have the it. I guess if you know what I mean. Like he he doesn't have the one thing where it's like okay, he does that extremely well. You know, that's fair, for sure. I I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, guys definitely have found a way to get him out, more so than his earlier years in the league. But, I don't know, man. I just love the guy. He's he's pretty solid out there in the outfield, and you give him some protection in the lineup, and I feel like he could produce. I'll swipe right. Okay. <laughs> Plus, you know, just a young guy, you know. He, I know he'll be there for me in four or five years. That's but. true. That's a very good point. I mean, and he'll he'll get better as kind of as his time progresses. And you know, I think that you, know, you show up your rookie year and they don't have too too much of a scouting report on you. And then you play, you know, 100 games and they're like, oh, this guy can't hit this slider down in the way. He struggles with this pitch. And so year two is definitely, I think, tougher on guys. And then, you know, you have your offseason come. And it's like, okay, this is how these pitchers are attacking me. Let me work on those things. And then I think you see their numbers kind of go back up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, last name I got on the list here, Albert Pujols. I mean, not now because he's 40. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, oh, yes. I mean, he's, you know, he may be the best right-handed hitter ever, which pains me. Well, yeah, it it pains me to say it, being a a Cubs fan. Many... The Sunday afternoons were spent watching Pujols tear the Cubs up growing up. So, but despite that, I, I love I love Albert Pujols. He's he's awesome. Um, like I said, one of the best right-handed hitters ever. He's just he's so good. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, it pains me to say this as a Cardinals fan, but yeah, no, his prime is definitely past him. I was just I was just interested to hear what you had to say about him. To he's, be honest, he's just like he's first ballot Hall of Fame kind of guy. He's just. And defensively, he was so good too. That's one thing that is really overlooked about him. Is like he could, he could play first base pretty well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Before he was, you know, old as dirt. That's for sure. So yeah, so that's that's all the the uh, 
MLB players, right? Oh, yeah. So All now right. we're going NBA? Yeah, straight okay. into the NBA Sweet. Here. A guy who is pretty controversial as it comes to, you know, how good he really is, Russell Westbrook. I would – he's really good. Very athletic. Uh, reminds me of, of uh, Derrick Rose a little bit, just the mm-hmm. way that he plays and how bouncy he is. But I would not build my team around him for the next five years because he's not a good enough shooter for me. And, like, in today's NBA, like, you got to be able to shoot, especially if you're a guard. And he's, you know, he's not a good shooter. So. Yeah, definitely a swipe left for me as well. Uh, not only is he not a good shooter, but I I don't know if he knows that. Just judging <laughs> he based on, I don't the, think he does <laughs> based on some of the some of the shots he puts up and just how many of them he does. But I mean, hey, moving on, Kyrie Irving, man, the flat Earth guy. Um, <laughs> I no, I I wouldn't. I think that obviously you know it was early on early on in his career, but seeing the Cavaliers play before LeBron got there. They weren't very good. I mean, obviously, you know, he was. I don't think he makes his teammates better. And, you know, he's definitely, like, I think he's the best number two guy in the league. Because, you know, even now in Brooklyn, like, you know, when KD comes back, it's going to be, you know, all about, you know, Kevin Durant and those guys. But I, I would not just because I don't think he has the personality to really lead a team. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I I love Kyrie Irving. You know, he's a guy who played for Duke. And I know that, obviously, he's a guy who's great at basketball. But I, I just don't really know if he's had much success without um, – or when he's forced to take the primary role, you know. And yeah. you kind of touched on that too. So, yeah, when it comes to building my team around him, I, I'd have to go swipe left as well. All right, Trey Young. Yes, I'm going to swipe right now. If you'd asked me right after the draft, mm. <laughs> when he got drafted, I'd have said no. But he is, you know, he's uh, hes not Steph Curry. You know, I think that's the guy that people have kind of compared him to. But I don't think he's going to be that good. But he's definitely got the tools in today's NBA to, to be a superstar. You know, he, he can shoot it, he can handle it. He's an okay defender. Not really. I, he's not a good defender. But, I mean, you know, if you can pull up from 35 feet and stretch the defense offensively I, I I can overlook your defense yeah no on draft day I thought that he was overhyped I I love Jimmer for debt but I thought that they had the exact same skill set yeah. but no it, he's definitely proven us wrong and obviously he's a young guy in the league I I think his best years are yet to come to oh be agreed. quite honest so agreed. yeah I I'm swiping right with you as well what about Clay Thompson no, because I'm 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 gonna swipe left because he's he can't really handle the ball. He's a, he's a three and D guy, so like obviously he's a dude I'm gonna want on my team. But just the, knowing that like I can't just give him the ball and be like, all right, man, go score. You know, like he's got to come off screens. He's got to do different things like that. So I I would have to swipe left on Clay Thompson. Yeah, for the same reason that you and I swipe re- swiped left on Kyrie. You know you. I just don't know if he's a guy you could build your team around. I think that he's, you know, a phenomenal shooter. But, yeah, like, even his his career game when he scored all those points. Do you remember the stat? With 60, he, he only took, like, 11 dribbles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a guy who can fit well into probably any offense. But, I mean, yeah, no, I, I as a GM, can't build a team around him. Ben Simmons. This is tough because I really like Ben Simmons more than most people. I'm going to swipe right. 
you know, I know that you know, he can't shoot, but I think that you know he's like what six ten. He he can play point guard. So I mean, he's just he's a tough matchup offensively. He he can play. He he plays defense. He's 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 a good defender. And I think that I don't know if you remember when we were younger. I don't. Do you remember the the Orlando Magic when they had a when they had Dwight Howard? Oh yes. So it was like. Throw the ball inside to, to Dwight Howard, and then just you had four guys who, who could shoot around him. And I think that if you you know have a similar strategy like that, and you put Simmons on the floor with four guys who can shoot, I I really think that you could win a lot of ball games like that. So I'm gonna swipe right on Ben Simmons. Yeah, no, I I think I'm gonna have to swipe left. I feel like most of it is probably just out of personal vendetta because I I'm just not a big Ben Simmons guy. But no, you do make some valid points. I just I just don't know if I could bring him into my clubhouse every day. That's fair. All right, JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick, <laughs> no. Yeah, Love no. the guy. Yep, yep. Another he he was a Dukey, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. So yeah, I mean another Duke guy, but yeah, he's no. <laughs> Again, just just a guy who can fit his role, leading the clubhouse. Yeah, definitely, but but. Past that, you know, not, not not much. Not not really talented enough to be like, yeah, JJ, I'm I'm gonna build my team around you. Yeah, yeah. Easily, someone I identify as one of the most underrated players in the league, Chris Middleton. Yeah, he's good. I, I like Chris Middleton. I would not build my team around him though. He's good. Um, he can shoot. He can handle the ball. He's tall. He's long. He he's he's everything I think that you're looking for. But at the same time, I think that when he was the best player on the Bucks before Giannis kind of figured everything out, they weren't very good. Yeah, that was that's pretty much the same thing I'm thinking about. Like, I think he might just be a product of Giannis figuring everything out. Definitely. I mean, he was. I think he was. He was good before Giannis. Yeah, and yeah. I just think that his game improved because Giannis got better. Yeah. So right. I think that's definitely a, a fair point. Yeah. He. I also. I think that that whole team just makes everyone around them better yeah I, I agree like i know brogdon's gone but he kind of flourished under that system too but yeah, yeah. what about jason tatum yes i love jason tatum uh he is he's so good especially though know, the second half of this nba season something kind of clicked for him you know and he's he's definitely he's really good man um i don't think boston regrets trading Kyrie at all because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both have really kind of flourished without with Kyrie being gone. Even you know when when Kyrie got hurt, I mean he, the, he's just he's so good. I mean, he can score with just about anybody in the league. Uh, he's improved defensively. He's he I really like Jason Tatum. So yeah, I 100. I'm swiping right on him. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that it's just become trendy to think that he's overrated, and I have no yeah. idea why. Well, I think that you know he has the 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 success his rookie year where they go to the Eastern Conference Finals w- without Kyrie. You know he he plays great, bodies LeBron, which is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, and then then you know year two, you know he struggles because you know he's got to deal with Kyrie and he's not getting up as many shots. And I think there were some real chemistry issues there with with Kyrie because it's like, dude, we don't need you. Like we we made it all, all the way there this last year, right? And now we're you know, a five seed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that people kind of look not down on him, but they don't have, they don't think he's as good as he is because of year two. 
And, you know, nowadays people don't watch the games. They just look at box scores and the highlights on Twitter. So they just don't know how good he really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a guy that I that I am not a huge fan of, Joel Embiid. Yes, I'd build a team around Joel Embiid. 100%. And I think that b- before the All-Star game this year, I probably wouldn't have. But, you know, he he's a good enough three-point shooter where you can stretch the floor, right? And... I don't know if you watched the uh, All-Star game this year. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if you if you watch, so when uh, when they're playing to, to 24, right, I, I forget which team uh, Joel Embiid was on. Was he on Team Giannis or, or Team LeBron? Do you remember? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Ever since they changed it from East to West, it's been <laughs> hard for me to keep up. Yeah, I, I think he was with Giannis in the East. Not the East, but I think he was on Giannis's team because I think that just the way that it came out this year, Giannis tried to like every East player except for like one. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that he was with Team Giannis. But if you watch, you know, when they're playing to 24, they're trying to score and they can't, and then they're like, "Here you go, Joel Embiid, go score," and he does. You know, he ended up being their their best option on on the floor, filled with you know all stars, the best players in the league. So that really kind of changed the way that I saw Joel Embiid. But yeah, I would. I think that in order to build around him, though, you you got to get rid of uh, uh, Simmons. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I'm I'm swiping left again. I I don't know what it is with me and Seventy Sixers guys, but he's just <laughs> a guy that I don't like. I mean, my favorite thing about him is the commercials he's made for Hulu. So, but <laughs> I love I love that he talks trash too. I think that's awesome. I think that that might be my least favorite thing about him <laughs> honestly just i guess the manner in which he carries it out yeah but, that's that's fair i just think that it's something we don't see a lot of anymore like i know obviously you know people were hating on isaiah thomas right right now for the whole pistons thing and oh, yeah. not shaking hands and everything which obviously like 100 percent against he totally sh- should have sh- shaken their hands but i just think think that there's a lack of not really even a lack of yeah, a lack of like shown competitiveness, right? Like no, that that's a fair point. And for you sure. know he, you know, seeing him cry after after that they get beat by Toronto is a big reason why I feel like I'd want to build a team around him because it's obvious how much he cares. Absolutely, and no, that is a good point. And it that was a, that was a great series. Oh yes, it was. But all right, last name we got here on this NBA list. Uh, my favorite young player, Young Morant, out of Memphis. Yeah, I I build a team around around John Morant. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah. He's so good. He's so athletic. He he can shoot. He can shoot, and he can handle the ball. He's he's a good defender. And yeah, I I I really like John Morant. Absolutely, absolutely. I I hopped on the hype train during the NCAA tournament. I didn't think like hearing a guy coming from Murray State. You know, I I didn't really know what to think. I thought the guy might be overrated, but no, he's absolutely changed my mind. He's he's kind of made me a Grizzlies fan over here. Yeah. Well, I just I can't believe there's two names that were on your list that I thought for sure would be on there. Go this, ahead. Go this, ahead. This is the first time I've heard his list, by the way. So, uh, Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. I just thought for sure that those two guys would be on there. Which like. I don't blame you for not putting them on there because they're obvious. I think I think they're obvious swipe rights, right? Like oh these yeah, these guys are both. For me, they were obvious swipe rights. That was I thought of, I had Luka Doncic on here, but I I I erased him. I yeah, I thought about putting Zion on there as well, but I figured yeah. we'd both be pretty pretty agreement that that yeah. we'd both swipe right on es- him, especially on Luka. I think that he's he's probably my favorite player in the league right now. He's so good. So I I. I 
got to talk about him here for like 30 seconds. I love I love him. He's he's what, 6-7? He can shoot, he can handle the ball. He yeah, can, he, he, he can do pretty much everything out there, not going to lie. I think the only thing he's really missing is a is a commitment to play defense. And mm. I think that, you know, once we kind of see him in a playoff setting, that'll change because it's the playoffs. <laughs> so I love him. He's awesome. You know what? I feel like this NFL list will take the shortest amount of time just because out of the big three, NFL is probably the sport I watch the least. But – Either way, let's get right Is into it. Is it really? You watch, oh, yeah. You watch the NFL the least? Yeah, man. Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. I would not have guessed that. I, I, I guess you're more of a college football guy. Huge that's, college I guess, football guy. I, yeah. I guess that's fair then, yeah. All right. Odell Beckham. No, I would not build my team around Odell Beckham Jr. I uh, am right there with you. He's yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. Like he's really. I just think that it's hard to build a team around wide receivers for one. That and he's he can be a problem in the locker room. One thing I will say though is like I love how competitive he is, and I think that that's obvious. Maybe you know he goes about it the wrong way sometimes, but I definitely you know respect you know his competitiveness and how badly he wants to win. Yeah, did you see his tweets on draft night criticizing the coverage for talking about the incident where he got in that fight with that kicking net? I did not see that. Yeah, I'm the, sure that was funny though. The guy was just in his feelings about it and. <laughs> I mean, like OBJ, come on, dude! You're one of the one of the superstars in the league, man. It comes with the territory. Yeah, that and like you know, if you don't want them to make fun of you, then don't slam your head against a, a kicking net, your helmet against a kicking net. Yeah, no, that's also a, that's also a good point. What about Deshaun Watson? Yes, I love Deshaun Watson. I was reading some guy ranked like top ten quarterbacks based on like a bunch of different things, and he had him at three. I I don't think he's the third best quarterback in the league. But he's definitely one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he can throw it. Uh, he can move. I think that I know. You know, obviously, you know, college football and the NFL are different. But watching him play against Alabama in college in those in those uh, national championship games, just I have so much respect for him. He's so good. And uh, yeah, he's you know the only problem with Deshaun Watson is that he's stuck playing for Bill O'Brien and <laughs> for the Texans. Yep, that was exactly what I was. About to bring up next, he just they. I was so upset when they lost that lead to the Chiefs because I want nothing more than to see Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins succeed. And of course, Hopkins is gone now. Yeah, he's in Arizona. Yeah, and he he probably I don't have him on my list, but he would have been probably the one receiver that I would you know build a team around. I just think he's that good. But yeah, I just think it's it's hard to build a team around a wide receiver. I think we saw the Lions try and do it a few years ago. With mm. uh, with Calvin Johnson, I mean they were like eight and eight, nine and seven. So I just think it's tough to build a team around around a wide receiver. Yep, no, that is a good point. What about a guy like Baker Mayfield? No, <laughs> <laughs> he is overhyped. He does a really good job of marketing himself. I think that's why people like him. Yeah, just like just like Joel Embiid, my favorite thing about him so far has been his commercials. So. <laughs> Yeah, those the uh, progressive commercials are definitely a hit. I love those. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But he's he's a smaller quarterback. I think he's what five eleven. Right. And you're like, well, Jonathan, you know, Russell Wilson's five eleven, and Drew Brees is five eleven, and yeah, you're right. But you know, Russell Wilson's got one of the best arms in the league, and Drew Brees is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, who's still got a pretty good arm at at forty, and Baker Mayfield does not. He's his arm's very average. Uh, he is accurate. But he I mean, he wasn't this last year. I think he threw almost twenty interceptions, and just there's that part of it. He thinks he's more athletic than what he is, 
And so, like, you know, I, I, when he first came out, there's a lot of, like, oh, he's going to be R- Russell Wilson. And no, he's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, he's got some off field, not, not issues off the field, but maybe distractions is a better word. I think that, you know, he's – the other thing is, like, he's playing in Cleveland, and he's a smaller quarterback, and so it's tough – it's tough on him because, you know, like when it gets cold, it makes it harder to, to grab the ball. And when your hands are smaller, it makes it tough. I mean, it gets cold and windy up there, right? You're trying to throw the ball through the wind and his arm isn't great. So I just, I, I, I got to swipe left on him. Yeah, probably tough to play in Cleveland just in general. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, definitely a swipe left for me. I just think he's, I think he's a glorified Johnny Manziel. And I hate to say it, obviously the guy's off the field antics are not nearly as bad as Johnny Manziel got. I, I think he's better on the field too than, oh, than no, Johnny no, Manziel. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Saquon Barkley. Um, He's like one of two running backs in the league that I'd swipe right on for this. Yeah, he's he's so good. Um, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, you're just watching him. You just watch him run the ball for the Giants. I mean, it's gonna jump out at you just how good he is and how how gifted he is. You know, he he can catch the ball out of the backfield too, which I think is important, especially in you know today's NFL. So yeah, I, I'm 100% gonna swipe right on him. Absolutely, I am right there with you for all the points that you made as well. What about Leonard Fournette? No, uh, swipe left. He's I mean he's a good back, um, but I just don't like him enough to be like. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the ball forty times like your Derrick Henry. Good. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. What about uh Teddy Bridgewater? That one's tough. Uh I I really like Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, I'm I'm gonna swipe right on, on Teddy Bridgewater. He's he's really good. Um you know, watching him play, you know, he comes in for Drew Brees last year and plays really, really well. I don't think he's He's not a superstar, but he's a franchise quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I think that, I mean, obviously how how disappointing can it be being a, being a backup quarterback in the NFL? But I think I think this past year he was easily the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, definitely. Him or Ryan Tannehill. Because, you know, oh, Ryan yeah. Tannehill, he didn't start, start out as a starter. He was the backup to Mariota. That's right. But, yeah, definitely. I, I, I like Bridgewater. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm swiping right as well. I think that I think that you put the guy in any situation, he can succeed. He's a great quarterback, got lots of arm talent, all that good, all the good quarterback <laughs> qualities, you know. And yeah, yeah, absolutely, did, obvious swipe right for me. Did he play for the great Bo- Bobby Petrino at Louisville? I think he did. I believe so. Yeah, yeah before there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before the second Petrino downfall at Louisville. But yeah, what about uh? Taysom Hill, I think he's fun. <laughs> I love Taysom Hill. He's awesome. Um, yeah, I th- I'd build a team around Taysom Hill. I like the toughness that he brings. He can play quarterback too, and I think that right now, I mean, he's lined up to take Drew Brees' place. And I think that you know when you have Sean Payton, like yeah, this dude can play. I think it's really hard to say no. Yeah, absolutely. He he can play. He can play a lot of offensive positions. He's just he's so physical and he's tough, and I think that that brings a real good. Um, it brings a good – what word am I looking for here? Good good dynamic to there your There you offense. go. There it is. There, we go. there, there it we is. Go. The, the locker room, too. Like, I think that, you know, you know I think a lot of times, you know, the, we're seeing – we see quarterbacks as, like, pretty and, you know, because they, they wear the green jersey, right, and that they don't want to get hit, whereas this guy, he doesn't care, right? Like, yeah. 
He, yeah. he plays special teams for crying out loud. Like, I, I love the dude. Yeah, speaking of speaking of pretty, we'll move on to the last name on the list. <laughs> what about uh, what about Joe Burrow? Man, this is tough because we haven't seen him play yet. Yep, yep. I just I thought it'd be thought it'd be a fun talking point here. Definitely, to yeah. He is. I mean, obviously, you know, he had probably the, the greatest single season ever as a quarterback at in college football last year, and he's good. He's got a good arm. He's big. He's smart. I just don't know. Because, like, I was talking to uh, – on, on the last episode, I was talking to, to Zach Gray about this. And it's like, you really want to say yes. But at the same time, like, he's only done it for a year. He's really accurate, so I, I'm I'm going to swipe right. I, even though I, I don't, still don't think he's the best quarterback in this draft class. Oh, no, I, I'm right there with you. Who who do you think is? I think it's Tua. No, I, I think that Tua or Justin Herbert will both end up being better in the NFL than Joe Burrow will be. I like Justin Herbert, too. He's got some things he's got to fix, but they're fixable. You know, like, he's not short at all on talent. I think it's just some decision-making things. So I, he, he's he's going to be good, too. I I think that, you know, from the jump, Justin Herbert is going to look the best just because he's got more talent around him in Los Angeles than Burrow does in Cincinnati and Tua does in Miami. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you recall, but when we watched Justin Herbert in person – in Dallas Dude, he against was so Auburn, good. he he's great, man. It's he's a shame huge. Oregon ended up losing that game he's, the way they did. He's huge. Like I don't think people realize how big this man is. So you know how like when you go watch like any sporting event in high school, like the best player just pops out, right? Like they're they're like a head taller than everybody. They're just built different. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was Herbert. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, let's. You ready to get on to the past here? This is fun for me, you know, a history guy. Oh, definitely. I, you know, me too, man. Like, last night I was watching the 1993 NBA Finals Game 4 just because I was bored. Oh, like, yeah. Nice. That's... <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so, again, you want to start off with the MLB? Yep. Let's let's, let's do that, yeah. And just, just being sure, are we talking about – we're talking about these guys in their prime, right? Yes, we are. So, I guess – yeah, yeah, let's let's go with Prime, yeah. All right, all right, sounds good. Because obviously, like, if we're going on base now, it would be no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. And, you know, I, I tried to make these all not just obvious swipe rights because, you know, that wouldn't be any fun. So we'll we'll see some good names here. Okay. Big Poppy. Yes, uh, one of the best hitters ever. One of the best postseason hitters ever. Yeah, postseason like, hitters, that's for sure. He's so He was so good in the postseason, you know. Um, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I definitely get, got to swipe right with, with Big Poppy, dude. In today's game, I don't know about Big Poppy. He's really yeah. I, I mean, okay, if I'm an American League team, I can just stick him at DH and be good. But the guy, I I would call him a liability at defense in today's game, and I don't know if he has the power numbers that like a guy like Judge does to where you're gonna get as much out of him and are on both sides of the ball. I don't know, man. That's tough. I think I mean, I'm going to end up swiping left. You can just throw him at first base. Man, if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. All right, what about Greg Maddox? Yes, I think Greg Maddox would be so good in any era just because of, of his command. But especially in this one, you know, like you've got you know, Syndergaard throwing, you know, 100, right? And you're like, man, this really sucks. And then, you know, the next series you're opening up and it's Greg Maddox throwing you 88-mile-an-hour sinkers just dot in the corner. And then 
I don't know who the Braves' big uh, arm is out of the bullpen, but I'm sure they got somebody in there who throws 100. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you bring absolutely. him out after, and, I, yeah, I think Greg Maddox 100% would be great in, in today's game. I def- he definitely would be at the top one of my staff, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Definitely a swipe right for me. I mean, you and I are both both baseball guys. I mean, we know that good pitching will always beat good hitting. Definitely, yeah. And I, I just don't think there's a better – better example of that than Greg Maddox and what he was able to do in the league for so many years. Definitely, yeah. Tony Gwynn. Yes. I just he doesn't fit in today's game at all. That's that's where I'm at too. But he was just such a good hitter. Like I just don't know how I just I, don't, yeah, I, I, I gotta swipe right on him. He, great defender and he, I mean he's one of the best hitters ever. You know, obviously, you know, he he doesn't have the power numbers that we really look for in today's game. But he's just so he's so good at the plate. I just I, I got to swipe right. Yeah. I mean, the guy made a living hitting the ball in the five and a half hole. I know that I know that the shift is a lot more prevalent. I'd be interested to see you know Tony Gwynn if he could be a guy who could adjust to defensive adjusting to him. I think he's just such a good hitter that he, he can hit the ball wherever he wants. So yeah, and I mean he he was left handed. You know, and most teams don't shift the other way, right? Like most teams shift pool side. And yes. he, he, I don't, that'd be interesting because we've never seen the team shift for a guy to hit oppo. Absolutely. And I mean, he's a good enough hitter. He could just roll over and hit, hit, hit one through the four hole if, if he needed to. No, no, I, I'm right there with you. I just feel like he's a guy who made a living hitting the ball where other people aren't. And I feel like that translates to any era for me. It's a swipe right. Also, just worth putting it out there, I firmly believe Tony Gwynn, probably the best hitter baseball scene since Ted Williams. Wow, that's a hot take. I like that take though. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's definitely a fair one. He was he hit. <laughs> All right, here's a here's a fun one. Symbol of a bygone era. Tim Wakefield, big knuckleball guy. Um, I was not expecting his name <laughs> to be on this list. I mean, today's game knuckleballer. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'll I swipe mean, right. I, it's something weird. You don't really see it. And you know he's going to last for a long time because he, he's a knuckleball guy. Yeah, that'd be fun. I feel like he, maybe maybe the most successful knuckleball guy. I know I know he was more successful than R.A. Dickey. Yeah. I guess the only other name that comes to mind is like Phil Necro. But. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, we'll swipe right, yeah. Yeah. Just, just for kicks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, just fun to watch. Fun to watch a guy who throws a good knuckleball. What about Ricky Henderson? Yes. Uh, oh, oh. He just doesn't fit in today's game. That's I, just that's the tough. You picked all these guys that are like, I'm gonna slap the ball the other way and then steal a hundred bases. <laughs> see, see, I disagree with you. I think that Ricky Henderson is perfect for today's game. One, you can't. I mean, you can't teach speed. Oh no, you can't. And yeah, agreed. Obviously, probably the best base stealer the game's ever seen. Oh, 100 percent. Also, yeah. what I like about Ricky Henderson, in the words of Billy Bean, the guy can get on base. He is yeah. a disciplined hitter, and you know he's a guy who can draw a lot of walks. He can hit decent enough, especially for a guy who has his speed. But no, ultimately the guy gets on base. I would definitely take Ricky. Yeah, Anderson yeah. He in he turns game. he turns walks into triples. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I obviously I, I'm I'm gonna swipe right on him just because I mean worst comes to worst, you, know, you throw him on your bench and you throw him in in the ninth when when you need someone to steal the base. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What about a uh, Mister J Lo A Rod? Man, I don't like him at all. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there too. 
But at the same time, good defender, he could hit. I, I'm I'm gonna ha- I I gotta swipe right on him as much as I don't really want to. I think, I think it's I think it's important to note um, how good of a shortstop he could have been had he not been you know traded to the Yankees and forced to move over. Yeah, well that and he was. I mean, some people say I was, you know, I got bored like a few months ago and I was watching this thing and. Basically, uh, over on the MLB Network YouTube page, they were making like, if you could, if you could take anybody from any era and put them on one team, who who would you put where? And you know, multiple guys had um, a Rod playing shortstop when he played for the Mariners. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a good SB Nation series that they started doing about the or, or the '90s Mariners when they had you know Griffey and Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, a Rod. Is a squad for sure. It's worth the watch for sure. Yeah. Speaking of good shortstops, uh, the Wizard of Oz, Ozzy Smith. Uh, I love Ozzy Smith. He's one of the few Cardinals I actually like. <laughs> um, but no, he he's not a good enough hitter for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna build a team around this guy. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm with you. I you know, like I said earlier, I'm a Cardinals fan. You know, I could watch the guy have defensive highlight reels all day oh no doubt but, yeah yeah today's game a guy's glove probably isn't enough for me to to put him in the lineup every day uh pete rose man this one is tough because obviously you know he's great hitter over four thousand career hits not a home run hitter not really a base dealer man i'm i'm gonna swipe left because the big reason why he has four thousand hits is just because he played for forever yeah, yeah. and I think like his career average is barely over 300. So, yeah, I, I'm going to swipe left, which really pains me cuz I love Pete Rose. I don't I'm I'm pretty torn on this one honestly. I I'll end up swiping right just because, you know, I mean, hey, hits are always useful, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah but, that's uh, a good point. Hey, speaking of speaking of guys that are pretty controversial, what about uh, you know what, we'll just lump them all together. What about Bonds, Sosa, Mark McGuire? <laughs> Uh, what would think on Pete Rose? Uh, put gotcha. him in in the Hall of Fame, please. Absolutely, absolutely. But I can get behind uh, that. Sosa, Bonds, and McGuire. Um, oh man! You know what? For for me, Bonds is obvious. I think Bonds is yeah. obvious swipe right. Yeah. People people forget how good of a fielder he was too. They forget how good he was before the steroids. Exactly. Like I mean, the guy was just like. The, he was a great baseball player, like before and during, during roids. But uh, Sosa, Sosa, and Martin McGuire. I I know Sosa was was pretty good defensively. I think Sosa was so good, man. Oh yeah, and but I don't know, man. I think that they'd fit in today's game. Pretty oh, well. I, I think all three of them would. <laughs> all three in it over four hundred fifty feet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Also, you know, I. I think that those guys should be in the hall too, just because, or especially Bonds. You could make the you could make the case yeah. more so about Sosa and Mark McGuire, but yeah, especially just seeing Bonds' numbers before the steroids, you could definitely make a case for him. I don't think they'll ever put him in, but yeah, I could definitely understand it if if they did. But I don't think that they'll ever put Sosa or, or McGuire in. No, I'm with you there. Even though kind of kind of tragic, since you know the argument could be made that they kind of saved the image of Major League Baseball. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think the steroid era, uh, as 
much as people look at it as a time of like where people cheated and everything, it definitely you know helped baseball's image. I think a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now moving on to the NBA. This is probably my favorite uh, league to watch of the past. Just because yeah, same. So many great players, and obviously the last dance is such a hot topic too. Definitely, yeah. So we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely mention some players from that we've seen in there so far. But leading off, your guy John Stockton. I love John Stockton so much, but I'm gonna have to swipe left as much as it pains me. Man, I just I, I just don't think he's a good enough shooter for today's NBA. And obviously, you know, he can pass the ball, but you know, the pick and roll was a newer thing at the time when him and uh, Malone started running it. And whereas now, like every play starts off with, with some kind of pick and roll action, and so I just think that there, he's less effective because of that. So I'm gonna have to swipe left as much as I hate it because, like, you know, you know, it's killing me to swipe I left. It. I know it. I I'm gonna have to swipe right. I'm just a. I just think that you know. The guy can find the open man, regardless of any era. Like, you mentioned how good he is at passing the ball. Also, I mean, yeah, he's not the he's not like the shooter that like a guy like Steve Nash was. But, I mean, the guy will hit an open shot all day. Yeah, that's fair. But By the way, I'm, I'm going to endorse his book real quick. It's called Assisted, and it's, a, it's an autobiography that he wrote about himself, obviously. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. Uh, it's so good. Um, I read it, I think, like two or three years ago. I highly recommend that that people go out and read it. Yeah, no, I'll definitely have to look into that, especially since I have all these time to read books now. But <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now, we mentioned The Last Dance. What about Dennis Rodman? I mean, he's a guy I think I'd want to have on my team, no doubt. Do you remember Charles Smith? Yes. Playing, do you remember playing basketball with him in, in middle school? Oh, yeah. Very similar. He's like a guy that you just don't want to play against. Yes, absolutely. I think that um was it was it DA who said during the last dance that he was the best on ball defender he's yes, ever seen. I think it was him. Yeah, I think it was DA who said that. But he was just he's so good defensively and he can rebound. It's just I think that in order to be a guy that I'm going to build around, you, you got to be able to score. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. This is this brings up an interesting one, Scottie Pippen. Yes, I would build. I, I I'll I'll swipe right on Scottie Pippen. You know, I, yeah, Jordan Jordan leaves for the year and a half or whatever, and they win fifty games. weren't as good in the playoffs, but I mean, you know, you you, you put another guy beside Scotty, you know, they could definitely be really good. So yeah, I I, I got to swipe right on the on the Hamburg Hamburg Arkansas kid. Hey, absolutely, I'm right there with you. I mean, people don't. I don't think people realize. You know. Pippen carried the load the year that MJ was off playing baseball and yeah. playing basketball games with, you know, Bugs Bunny fighting aliens and stuff. <laughs> but, no, Pippen carried the load, and he did a great job of it. I, I think that, you know, if he had the opportunity to get traded, like we've seen mentioned in the last dance, in his prime, I think he could have carried the load for just about any team. Definitely, yeah, and I just, you know, talking last week with, with Zach, or last episode, with Zach Gray, um, he was regarded as like a top five player in the NBA at the time. So yeah, I, I definitely think that I, I would build a team around him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll swipe right on him. I don't like him. <laughs> a, a lot of people don't. Um. But look, he was really good. You know, he's. You know, you listen to some of these guys talk. They regard him as one of the greatest point guards ever. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll swipe right on him. To me. 
Isaiah's a swipe right because to me, I think that he's one of the most underappreciated players when it comes to players who revolutionize the game. Definitely, yeah. Obviously, he kind of gets lost in the era where, you know, Jordan was coming up and also Bird and Magic were still playing. But, I mean, you watch the guy's tape. He, he looks more like a NBA guard than most of the other guys that were out there. Definitely, Modern yeah. Modern NBA guard, No of course, doubt, but. yeah. All right, this will be a fun one to talk about. Dirk Nowitzki. Oh yeah, I love Dirk. He's, Absolutely, he's, he he's probably my my favorite player ever. He, I mean, talk about changing the game. Like first stretch four ever, really, and he was just so good. Um, very looked very awkward, but <laughs> he was he was good. So yeah. I definitely build, you know, a, a team around him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guy can get it done on all ends of the floor offensively. He's definitely not – I mean, he's – defensively, he's definitely nothing to shake your head at or anything. But, no, I obvious swipe right for me. Big shout-out to the 2011 Mavs. That was, oh, was definitely, a great yeah. year. Definitely. What about uh, what about Kevin McHale? Ooh, that, ooh this one's tough. Um – Today's league, uh, I'm gonna go no. See, I'm, I'm gonna swipe left. I don't think he can he can shoot well enough because I think there's a big man now. You really gotta be able to to stretch the floor, and I don't think he can. You know that is that's the one point I wasn't prepared for you to make because I I do agree he's definitely not much of a shooter, especially when you compare him to a guy like Dirk. But I think Kevin McHale is the most underrated post player of all time. I mean, the guy yeah. was just dominant. Yeah, when I'd, it comes to low post moves, I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. Yeah, I mean the guy can definitely score, and I mean he'd make a good compliment to anybody as we saw him do with Bird for so long. But I don't know. I'll swipe right. The guy the guy could give anybody a bucket in the paint. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, I like that. What about what about AI? Allen Iverson. Um, I don't. This one's hard. Uh. I'll, I'll swipe right just because he, he can score so well. I just don't like that he didn't really play much defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, problems with uh, showing up to practice, things like that. Practice? <laughs> We're talking about practice? Man, yeah. <laughs> obviously, one of the – I mean, one of the better or best players of his era. Uh, I'll I'll swipe right on him. You know, he's, he's a fun guy to watch. Definitely, yeah. He's definitely – I think he could fit into the guard lineup in today's NBA. Yeah, me too. And you're going to make a lot of money if he's on your team because people are definitely going to buy tickets to watch him play. All right, so this morning before I came here today, the 1984 NBA All-Star Game was on, and in it I was watching Dr. J. Okay. What do you think about him? Today's NBA? Uh, No, I don't think he can shoot well enough. Mm. But you know, at the same time, very athletic. I'm sure he could play defense just because of how athletic he is, and obviously you know, he he can finish around the around the bucket with anybody. So to build a team around him, swipe left. But to have him on my team now, definitely, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I I think I'll go swipe right just because. No, you're right. He wasn't really a prolific shooter or anything, but I think that you know a guy who can finish at the rim as well as he could. And, I mean, gosh, dude, the guy is just fun to watch. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, people talk about MJ floating in the air, but, I mean, Dr. J, I feel like, really revolutionized that era of, you know, flashy finishing at the rim. Yeah, definitely, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on to the NFL. You know, we didn't have any 
you know, I don't think we had any defensive players on there. But let's be honest, the modern modern NFL is not much of a defensive league. It's not at all. It's all about scoring, yeah. So just to kick it off, Lawrence Taylor. Yes, because I, I think that, you know, you look at every Super Bowl team, they've got three things in common. They've got a good quarterback, they've got an offensive line to, to protect the quarterback, and they've got a defensive line who can hit the other team's quarterback. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I will I will take Lawrence Taylor, no doubt. One of the best to ever do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, my my experience at quarterback is pretty limited. I was actually the uh, the ninth grade scout team quarterback <laughs> when I was in the tenth grade. Oh boy, but, uh, there you go. There you yeah, go. No, I I just I mean Lawrence Taylor is just a guy who would scare me. Any oh, era definitely, at quarterback. Yeah. And no doubt. Even in the age of the mobile quarterback, I absolutely think the guy could make. All types of impact in opponents' backfields. Definitely, yeah. Troy Polamalu. Ooh, yes, I would, because I think that after a defensive line, the next the next important part of your defense is is your secondary. And Troy Polamalu is one of the best to ever lace him up to play safety. Oh, absolutely. And he's just so athletic, so dynamic. You know, I just remember, I'll never forget watching him meet running backs in piles, like jumping over. And it was just he was so good. So yeah, well, yeah, I'll I'll swipe right on him. Yeah, right there with you. The guy was just awesome to watch. Oh yeah. All right. What about Randy Moss? Ooh wee. I don't like the idea of building teams around wide receivers, but you know he's probably you know he's top three all time. And so yeah, I'll I'll swipe right on Randy Moss. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that he and Jerry Rice are probably the only two that I would that I would just firmly without having to think about it say oh absolutely we can we can organize around him definitely yeah what about a uh, Peyton Manning yes uh, I love Peyton Manning Omaha Omaha <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a guy who's hard not to like let's be honest yeah I think that you know he's you know he's America's favorite uncle <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. Um, you know he's awesome I think he brings a great presence in the locker room he's really smart I mean, he can, he can throw the football too, right? Like, I know we kind of remember him towards the end of his career not being able to throw the ball 20 yards downfield. But, you know, in his prime, he could. So, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I put him on this list and figured, you know, he could he could kind of be lumped with, like, a guy like Joe Montana or Dan Marino. But I was wanting to ask you, with putting Manning on this list, are the days of the pocket passer um, starting to fade? They are. They're almost, they're almost gone. <laughs> I mean, you got Philip Rivers and Tom Brady left, and everybody else outside of those two guys, and, and Andrew Brees, um, outside of those three guys, you know, everybody can really move. Yeah, yeah. So I would, yeah, they're almost gone, which is weird. It's such a weird thought, oh, yeah. man. No, absolutely. That brings me to my next point. Michael Vick. Yes, just because after seeing what Lamar Jackson did last year and just how innovative offenses have gotten with the spread and everything, I think that Michael Vick fits in perfectly in today's uh, NFL. When it comes to when it comes to Mike Vick, I think that he might be one of the only players I can think of who peaked before they should have. Like I, I mean, I know that the mobile quarterback is much more looked for now than it was when he was playing. I I would love to see him in his prime in today's NFL, to be honest. Oh, me too. No doubt. Yeah, I think he'd fit in perfectly, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What about primetime, Deion Sanders? Yes, definitely. I I mean, that's the greatest 
cornerback ever. Maybe just the greatest defensive back in general to ever to ever touch the field. Mm, you know, he he played safety in college. I don't know if, if people know that, but that's that's what he played in college. You know, he big. He's he's got my favorite combine story ever. So he he shows up and runs like a four three, and instead of like breaking down after running the forty yards, he just kept running right out the building. <laughs> so yeah, I you know he's awesome, uh, flashy. He's gonna sell tickets. You know he's he's yeah one hundred percent. Oh, again, he's he's definitely a guy who could fit in in any era. Just you know, like you said, flashy personality, but he gets it done on the field. He's just a fun guy yeah, to watch he's, play. He can play baseball too. Hey, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what about big two hundred fifty pound Jerome Bettis? Ooh, after seeing you know what Derrick Henry did last year in the playoffs, yeah, I'm gonna swipe right, but. If I hadn't seen Derrick Henry last year, I'd, I'd be swiping left. You know, that's a good point. I, I included Bettis on here because he was the best example that I could think of, off the top of my head at least, of like a pure power back. Like, you know, and I'm... Bro, Peyton Hillis. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I, I definitely should have included included our boy Peyton Hillis. But, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if in today's league the power back is kind of looked down upon just... A guy who doesn't necessarily have breakaway speed, but I mean a guy who can get it done in short yardage. Definitely, yeah. I that's definitely a fair point. I just the other thing about you know Derrick Henry is that he does run like a four five, which is yes. crazy. Which I don't know what Bettis ran, but I mean I'll I'll swipe right on him. You know, I mean he's five yards a carry kind of guy, and yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll swipe right on Bettis. This is this is a pretty easy one, but uh, Bo Jackson. I'll swipe right, yeah. Yeah, He's, I uh, mean, yeah. I, I, you got to hate that he got hurt, man. Oh, I know. It, it, I firmly believe he could have made it to both Hall of Fames. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And just he, he came around at the perfect time just because mm-hmm. he came around right before steroids kind of became a thing. And just with how athletic he was, you know he would have gotten so many you know accusations against him for using. So I, I he definitely came around at, at the perfect time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the guy... Even after his career-ending or NFL career-ending injury, the guy had a pretty productive career in the MLB. Oh, definitely, yeah. He was like, like we said, he was a shadow of his former self after the injury, but still, I mean, it's worth putting out there. Now, last but not least, this is a fun one: Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give yeah, me absolutely. Johnny Manziel. Absolutely, give me Johnny Manziel or give me death. Give me, Give me Johnny football. Give me Johnny football. Yeah, no, no, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, seriously, uh, no, no way. I, um, I guess when I think of you know prolific Johnny Manziel NFL highlights, I think of like that one drive that came up short at the end of some game against. I have no idea who they were playing, but uh, no, I, I mean the guy's just he was never gonna get it done. At the NFL, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Okay, before we go, there's one name on your current NFL list that that was not on there that I I want your opinion on. All right, go ahead. Dak Prescott. Ooh, um, I'm going... mm. He's so hard. It's such a tough decision. See, like, my first instinct is to swipe left, but at the same time, like, the guy gets it done. He does, yeah. He's not... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, like, he's a... He's a guy who can be accurate in the pocket. He's not a guy like, I don't know, like a Brady or something. Yeah. But I don't know. He's a 
Wow, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. I can't believe I didn't include him on my list. That's all good. He's just, you know, he's, I'm going to swipe right on him just because I, I'm going to say I throw a lot of hate his way. I just don't like him as much as other people. Yeah. And, you know, going to school with a bunch of people from Dallas, you know, I, they they love me for, for not liking Dak. <laughs> but he's just, like, he's he's not a superstar, but he's a franchise quarterback. No, absolutely. I think that's a good point. I The whole purpose of this uh, superstar tender that we've been playing is, you know, can you build a team around him? Yeah. I, I, I think you could. You know, you give the guy the right receiving core. Obviously, Dallas has, you know, lots of help in the backfield with yes, Zeke Elliott. Yes, they do, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I, I know people, like you said, from Dallas hate him, but I, I don't think he's at the heart of their problems. I don't either. I think that... You know, their defense isn't very good. I think that was kind of their biggest problem last year. But at the same time, like you know, you get you if you know you beat the Eagles at the end of the year and you, you make the playoffs, and the Eagles are playing with a, a practice squad basically at this yeah. point, yeah. and you don't beat them. And so I just, I like I said, you know, he, franchise quarterback, not really a superstar. Um, I wouldn't pay him over thirty million. But, oh no, but no, no, no. Jerry, Jerry Jones probably will. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you're a guy like Jerry Jones, you probably have that luxury. Yes, you so. do. <laughs> yes, you oh. do. Yeah. So, all right, bud. That was my whole list. We can talk about whatever you want, or we can do. We can wrap it up if you want. I, I'm down for. Whatever. I mean, unless there's any other sports news that that, that you've got, uh, I think that's really going to do it. Yeah, no. The uh, the sports news is really slow, as you know, recently. So, uh, yeah. So, all right, that's it. So, thank you guys so much, you know, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Jason, for coming on. It was fun. Hey, absolutely. Like I said earlier, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so, um, follow follow us on Twitter or something after this. Uh, my my handle is jschmidt underscore four. It's, that's with two T's at the end. So, J S H M I T T underscore four. And Jason, do you know yours off the top of your head? Yeah, as I pull it up right here, because you know I can't ever can't ever miss an opportunity to promote myself here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, at Jason underscore Neely 25, N-E-E-L-E-Y, just so you guys know. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Make sure, you know, if you're on Spotify, follow the podcast so that you don't miss any of the newest episodes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And thank you guys again for taking the time out of your day to to listen to us ramble. So that's going to do it here at Overtime Takes, and looking forward to the next podcast.